0: Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist, and this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. I am so glad that you all are here for another episode, and today we're going to focus on holding on to my healing during the holidays. We know that a lot of emotions and memories can come up, particularly this time of year. And so we want to talk about holding on to the progress you've already made when you may be faced with a lot of flashbacks or triggers or challenges. But first, we want to start with an email that was sent by Jamie. And Jamie gave permission to share uh, his vows. And for those who may be new to the podcast, in episode two, we have. At a homework assignment to write vows to ourselves and you can send me your vows at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com and jamie sent his and they are beautiful so with his permission i will share them on today jamie's promise vows for life i honor to myself to love care and respect my body mind self-esteem under any circumstance I am in in my life, no matter who I am surrounded by, rich or poor, sickness or in health, working or not working, studying or not studying, purpose or no purpose, friends or no friends, family or no family, till death do me part. I honor to not tolerate and accept relationships and interactions with family or friends, anyone that displays negative and narcissistic traits, including all toxic behaviors towards me. And it is affecting my life, my self-esteem, my confidence in a negative way because these people will not honor me and it will disconnect me from myself once again. I vow to take steps in the right direction toward my passion and my interests and start to walk the spiritual path that the universe is guiding me to do, to follow my heart, my intuition, my inner voice, to start to follow the Buddhist path, the Dharma, and to commit myself to a meditation practice. I recognize to be patient with myself as I am learning for the first time how to do all of these things. Jamie, thank you so much. Your vows are so important as we think about today's topic with relationships. Family and friends, and really protecting ourselves from toxic spaces, even if those toxic spaces are filled with people we are related to. And so I appreciate you noting the significance of those boundaries and also the importance of us accepting ourselves, whatever condition we find ourselves in in our current lives. As you said, if you're working or not, if you're sick or not, if you have friends and family or not, right? These are our commitments to ourselves. And you also sharing taking your spirituality as an important component of your journey back to yourself. So these are our shared vows for today. And thank you so much, Jamie, for sending those in. I want to talk with you in this season about the fact that you have made progress. I want you to consider your growth. I want you to consider your level of awareness and insight as you have become more clear about yourself, about your past, about your current circumstance, and about the life that you are creating or co-creating in this season. And the reason it is so important to be mindful and appreciative to yourself for your growth is often the holiday seasons bring up a lot of pain for us, or anxiety, or distress, or an awareness of what and who we have lost. And when you go through those challenging times, it can eclipse, it can erase our vision of our progress. And I want to invite you to remember what you have already done and the work you have done so that even if this season is challenging for you, it does not mean you are starting from zero. It does not mean that your progress has been insignificant. It means that now is the time for me to apply these tools, with grace and self-compassion while I go through this period of my life. And to do it mindfully, that means from a place of awareness, because I want you to know this coming holiday season, there are some things you can anticipate. There are some things that you know are a part of the dynamic. So then instead of being taken by surprise by everything, I can be intentional in my planning, in my preparation, because I want to hold on to what I have learned about myself. I want to honor myself and hold on to my healing even as I face what is to come in the next few weeks. So for the holidays, many people experience two major challenges. One is stress and the other is loss and or loneliness. Stress and then loss or loneliness. I want you to think about for yourself what comes to mind for you about what may be stressful during this season. What are the areas of stress? And usually they are about social, uh demands that others put on us or that we put on ourselves and also financial demands that others put on us or that we put on ourselves. And it also is the stress we sometimes feel at the end of of another year because we have some things in mind. We may have had a vision board or even if it wasn't a physical board, we may have had a snapshot of what we wanted this year to look like and we are coming toward the end of that. And so there can be the stress or pressure or disappointment about where I am. So I invite you to look at yourself and your life with compassion and in context. The piece about looking at where I am in context is so significant because often I am comparing myself to other people who have not had my journey, or I am comparing myself to one mark of success that I was aiming toward, but I am ignoring the different valleys and mountains that showed up this year, the storms that showed up this year, and that I navigated and survived. So let us not have a single marker about or a narrow marker about what did I do with this year? What did I accomplish with this year? Even if there are not a lot of physical indicators, material indicators of your success for the year, the fact that you have been on this homecoming journey is the biggest gift you could give yourself. What did I gain this year? Me, me, I got me, I got me back or I am getting me back. I have been reclaiming myself. And so more than any material accomplishment, more than any career goal or relationship goal, if I am more me than I was before, let me appreciate that and know that the other things can line up because do you know you could accomplish those other things and still be disconnected from yourself, right? You could reach those uh, objective or material goals and be no closer to you than a stranger. But to come home to myself, well, now, now I'm living. Now I have shifted out of survival mode and I am actually alive. But then there are the other stressors I mentioned around finance or socializing. And I want to invite you to think about moderation. Moderation both in terms of your time and moderation in terms of your finance. Sometimes we go to these extremes and with time, we either think we have to give our whole holiday to people who are sources of stress for us, or that the opposite would be, I won't spend any time with them. And depending on your personality or family or culture or religion, that may feel like uh, an un, a choice that is not a choice, right? But I want you, I invite you to think about what would it look like for me to have moderation in my time commitments, for me to think about who I want to spend time with and how much. And what can I do so that I don't end up feeling stuck in circumstances, in places that deplete me, yes? Let us consider how much time you get for the holidays and what would it look like to honor yourself in the allocation of your time, in your scheduling. Often we are thinking about what everybody else wants, what everybody else needs, But I want you to know this is also your holiday, yes? And because it is your holiday, thinking intentionally about what you want to do with your time. Time is a sacred gift. And I have to be mindful about who I give access to my emotions, to my physical space, who I give access to my spirit and to my heart. And I choose to maximize time in spaces and places and with people that nourish, edify, and where I feel more free to be authentic. And I minimize time in spaces that erase me. I minimize time in places that cause me to mask I minimize time in places where I feel silenced and shut down. And some of you are in the place of not only minimizing the time, but cutting it all together. But for each one, that is your choice to think about how much time are you going to give to family, friends, or places that are not a blessing to you. And if you're going to give them any time at all, What does that look like in a way that protects your mental health? If you don't look out for you, often in those spaces, there is not someone who is going to do it for you. So we are going to stop waiting to be rescued. We are going to stop waiting for someone else to defend us. We are gonna stop waiting for someone else to set the boundary and say, this is the season when I am my own hero. This is the season where I utilize my voice that I have been reconnecting with. And I know it's the hardest to reclaim your voice with family. For some of us, we have grown and you can use your voice on your job or you can use your voice with strangers or maybe you can use your voice with your friends. But uh, many of us regress when we are around family and we break into, we slip into old patterns, old habits, old cycles, and even your childhood voice, your childhood demeanor. All of that can come back on you in that space. And so to think about what would it look like for my authentic self to show up for the holidays? An authentic self, it doesn't mean my uh, rageful self. It doesn't mean that I have to like turn things upside down, that I am just going to walk in truth, show up in truth. And the truth is I am an adult. And the truth is I accept and love myself no matter what. No matter what these other people think or feel about me, that I am good with me. And I'm going to hold on to that reality. Not only do we want to consider moderation, I invite you to also think about what are your expectations. Many of us set ourselves up for disappointment because we are expecting an ideal. We are expecting a fantasy. And the truth is, you know these people, you know them, you know how they are. You know how they talk. You know how they treat you. You know uh, their brokenness. You know those who have done no uh, reflection since the last time you have interacted with them. You know those who will never apologize, who refuse to see it the way that you see it. And I make a commitment for the holiday to not set myself up for disappointment by expecting people to be anything other than who they are. Once I have in my mind the reality of who people are, then I can navigate with my peace because it will not be so disruptive for me when people are who they are, right? So what are you expecting? Not only in terms of um, the ways people show up, but let me even say who will show up. The people who never reach out to you on your birthday, on the holidays, to not spend the day waiting, to not spend the day hoping. Maybe this will be the time that they reach out. I encourage you to release that fantasy so that it would be a pleasant surprise if you did hear from them. But it is very likely that you will not. So to not shape your day, your time, or your hopes to someone who has been consistently inconsistent, to someone who is reliably unreliable. That is who they are. At least that is how they have shown up for you or not shown up for you. And so getting a picture about what that day is going to look like, and I'm going to say not only in terms of not creating an ideal or a fantasy, but also not creating a picture of doomsday. There is something in psychology called a self-fulfilling prophecy where we get a picture in our minds of the way things are going to be and we start acting in accordance with that vision. And so it creates that dynamic, right? So I'll give you an example not related to the holidays is I had a client who was looking for a job, but she was in a place where she was expecting every place to turn her down. So if you show up to the interview with that rejection feeling weighing heavy on you, which is hard not to have if you've had multiple things turn you down. But when you show up like that, people read that and it increases the likelihood of you not getting the position, right? So the same thing for your holidays. If my expectation is ah, this day is gonna be terrible, right? This whole week is going to be horrible. Then I am co-creating that, I am contributing to that, I am surrendering to it being a season of suffering versus creating space for all of the feelings to show up. Meaning there could be some tears on that day, you know? There could be some missing people on that day. And I also want to do some things that either honor those who are no longer here or to honor myself and to nourish myself that I don't want to give the entire season to despair. Yes? So getting clarity or clarifying your expectations is so important. The next one is connection and community instead of isolation. Many times if we do not have family or friends that we are close to, then we can isolate ourselves, but to be miserable in the isolation. So that's very different from there are some of you who are listening who enjoy solitude and you're like, this is so great. I don't have to go to work. I'm going to relax in my house. I might go to the spa. I might go for the walk. walk. I may do whatever, but it's going to be what I want to do, eating what I want to eat, listening to the music I want to listen to. And that's a different feeling than those who are actually desiring connection. So we have to know ourselves, which is why we've been doing the homecoming, to know not what are you saying you want out of defensiveness, right? Am I saying I want to be alone because I fear I'm going to be alone, so I'm trying to prepare myself for that? What is my truth about how I want to spend these days? And if my desire is connection or community to not just wait for someone else to invite me, but to think about someone who I could invite or someone I could call or someone I could check in on. And we have a couple of days. So even if you think, oh, on this day, I know they're gonna be so busy, there are other days. And so taking initiative, to make contact, taking initiative to make contact with those that you may have been disconnected from or making connection with those who are new friends uh, and new possibilities so that I do not isolate myself. The next one is releasing guilt. Forgive yourself, which we had a whole episode on, But some of us during the holidays punish ourselves because of the regrets of the past and it keeps us stuck. And I want to encourage you in this holiday season not to do a replay of all of your regrets, to not sit in self-punishment mode, self-sabotage mode, uh, just replaying and holding over our heads the things we wish we had done differently. And along those lines, I want to invite you over the holidays to focus on today and not yesterday. That's mindfulness, being in the present on purpose. So I acknowledge the past, I recognize the past, but I also keep perspective so that the past does not dominate or overshadow or erase my present. So this is where you are now. The past holidays are what they were. The past hurts and disappointments are what they were. But now in this season, this is your today. And as we think about the sacredness of the holidays, as we think about what each one represents and what it means to us, it really is about new beginnings. It really is about love. It really is about community and connection and the ways that I want to bring those values, those realities into my holiday this year. What will it look like for my gratitude to manifest this year? What will it look like for me to embody love this year? What will it look like for me to notice the importance of connection with myself and with others this year? This is so critical because in this holiday, I want to invite you to think about how we give, not just materially, but to give of ourselves and you've been on this journey reconnecting with you so there is more of you to share. So who in this holiday season are you willing to share a part of yourself with or share your time with or share your wisdom with? And here's the biggest one, to share your presence. You are a gift, right? Who do you want to share your presence with this year that will appreciate the gift? Some of us are trying to give our presence to people who do not value us, which is a setup for disappointment and frustration. But thinking about what I want to share from within me. Another important piece of getting through this holiday is your gratitude list. What are you thankful for? What are you appreciative of? What in your life is going right or what things have you worked to make right? What are the gifts of this season that are showing up in your life, in people, in possibilities, in health? What are the things that you are thankful for? And that will actually be your homework this week of not only writing your gratitude list, but sharing it with someone sharing with others what it is you give thanks for. And I talk about that really from a a decolonized perspective because we know the truth about the Thanksgiving holiday. We know the truth about that, but we recognize the importance of gratitude as a value in terms of our cultures and in terms of our humanity and in terms of our mental health, yes? And then finally, I want to really invite you to consider feeling your feelings because some holidays were more painful because you were masking. Some holidays were more painful because you tried to escape or we tried to escape from our emotions by overeating or over drinking. Uh, We try to escape from our emotions by shopping, retail therapy. We try to escape from our emotions by staying busy and giving ourselves a million things to do. I invite you to take sacred pause during this holiday season to get really still with you, not just around family or friends, but to get still with you and to be honest about what are you feeling? What are you feeling? Not just saying, fine, how are you? Or I'm blessed. No, how, what are you feeling? What do you, Not just, what do you think about everybody else? Or what do you want other people to do? Or what do you wish was different about your family? Those are thoughts. But I want to invite you to get in touch with how you feel. And even if there is some despair there, there is truth in that and there is healing in that. So healing doesn't mean I'm always happy. Healing is that I am at home with myself and I give myself permission to live in truth, to live authentically. So wherever you are during this holiday season, whatever comes up for you in terms of your feelings and memories and thoughts, I want to acknowledge that that too is a part of the healing. If it is true, it is a part of coming home to yourself. So I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, spirit, welcome home.